Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today is a very special episode because we have our very first guest on our podcast. (laughs) Um, So I'm super, super excited to introduce you all to Becca Mann, who is an incredible woman and has been a client or a member in the Rediscover You Free program since I think it was like May 2022. So it's been over a year um, and a, and a couple months change. And we're going to be talking all about her experiences, all about like how she was able to heal her relationship with food, heal her relationship with her body, and eventually heal her relationship even with the scale. Uh, we're going to talk about kind of like what that journey was like and, and where she is now and talk about finding that gray zone of having food freedom, but then also wanting to have intentional fat loss and how to do it in a way um, where you're not having to obsessively think about food or isolate yourself or not participate in social events. So hello, Miss Becca. Hello, Vic. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm happy to be here. Good, good, good. I'm happy Becca's our first guest because I feel like it will kick it off. I think it'll go good with last week's episode and kind of talking about, you know, tracking and Mm -hmm. that process and then going into like what your experience has been like, Becca. For sure. And just as a quick reminder, just how everything is placed. We had food tracking, is it disordered? And then we did place an old episode that we had recorded a while ago, all about emotional regulation and how to like deal with having hard weeks. Um, And so, yeah, so in case it's not in perfect order, but yes, I do think it'll definitely be a great continuation from that conversation, talking about food tracking and finding that gray zone. So, yes. So Becca, can you kind of give us, I mean, obviously kind of give us a snapshot of what pre-May 2022 looked like. What was kind of your experience, whether it's with food, your relationship with your body, your mindset, and then going into the Rediscover You program, like what was that like for you? What was challenging? What have you overcome? And then how did you get to the place you are now? Um, And we can kind of pick up there. Yeah, for sure. So I think I struggled a lot growing up with body image and constantly desiring to lose weight pretty often. I think probably I was aware, like aware of my body since I was like first grade or something like that. And was also very athletic and was into a lot of sports and competitively and with school and everything. And so I was introduced to the gym early on too. I remember learning how to lift weights at 12 years old, which a lot of the stuff that I've learned, I'm very natural at it now, super natural at it. So I'm grateful. So I I feel mixed about it because I was introduced so early on. And a lot of the intention with weight loss was to like feel more accepted. A lot of my friends were very skinny and I would hear comments throughout like when I was younger that, you know, it's just the standard of being more beautiful if you're smaller and everything like that. So I felt pretty insecure in general about body image. So 
I guess fast forward to right before, sort of right before I started the program during the pandemic, I was involved with a, like a fitness challenge, a weight loss challenge, a very like quick eight week, um, weight loss thing. And I was, you know, everyone, everyone in their different struggles over the pandemic, whether it's isolation or annoyed with your family, or you can't go to occasions or whatever, everyone had their, their struggle with it. And so you want to control I've learned in the program, like it's never actually about food. It's like just about other things and, and food is just used as a source of comfort or just like your only, your only support or whatever, or not support, but just source of comfort, I guess, or outlet. I started working out a lot more intense over the pandemic. And I, I mean, some of it, I feel mixed about it because I did get some really amazing fitness goals. Like I've always wanted to do a pull-up and that was something that I really struggled with growing up and never, uh, never got, got a pull-up. Didn't when I did the mile, when I ran the mile in school, I felt like I was always slow, but other than that, I was like super athletic. I was always the one that was picked and everything like that when you're like picking teams or whatever, and eventually did a year of college volleyball and all of that. So I was kind of doing the gym stuff um, at home and I lost a lot of weight, like a lot of weight in eight weeks. And we like had to take a picture of ourselves like every day. And, and, and there was also a cash prize. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to lose weight. Like if there's money involved also, like that is actually the way to get me to lose weight. (laughs) And anyways, so I, I did it and I lost a lot of weight, but it was really unhealthy, very quick and just too much. The very end of the, of the eight week thing, I was doing so much cardio in one day and like literally running downstairs and weighing myself and then doing some more cardio and really trying to get that last pound and whatever. And that was actually the first time where I was able to lose weight, like really actually lose weight. So that was a difficult thing because yeah, I did it in a very unhealthy way and ate way too little, but I also was able to accomplish something that I felt like I couldn't accomplish before. So again, I felt very mixed about it. During that time, I was able to get a pull-up. I actually got, I think like five pull-ups. And during the course of of that time, and then like, I think a couple, like a, Kelsey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I definitely followed you for a couple of years. You did. Like almost two years before you actually ended up joining me. Yeah. So I was like introduced to this intuitive eating like lifestyle, but I was like, no, this is Kelsey's great and all. And like, I agree with what she's saying, but like, I'm doing this or whatever. And so then I did it. And then I, the, the weight loss or the fitness challenge ended. And I remember like taking, taking a picture at the, whatever, we had burgers or something. And I remember feeling like, wow, I really accomplished all of this. And then that was, I think, November or something like that of 2021. And then I just gained it all back and, and also more. And I was just so frustrated and I kind of ditched, totally ditched the scale, also struggling during the pandemic, like whatever. And it was just, it was really difficult. And then I started reading more about intuitive eating and I was like, dieting is not the way. (laughs) And so I just started 
I got the intuitive eating book and I started reading it and I resonated with it a lot. And then I think Kelsey reached out to me. And at some point I maybe February, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Um, Something like that. I'm not quite sure. Like, I forget what it was. I was probably doing another like challenge or masterclass or something. I I remember now I was listening to the Thanksgiving. I think you did like a Facebook live and it was like about Thanksgiving and all of that. And that was also a struggle for me. I'm like, there's so many different holidays. I'm also Jewish. So there's Jewish holidays and like, there's so much food all the time. And it's a part of my life. Like it's a part of everyone's life, but like holiday after holiday, there's always something. And that was also Thanksgiving was, was around that time too. And so I remember you reaching out and I, um, at that time I was finishing up my senior year of college and didn't really have a stable job or anything. So I was a little bit intimidated in that way, but also I, I was really scared to to like join the program. I I remember being very nervous thinking to myself, like, what if this doesn't work? Like I fail again. And I remember feeling, I I can like even think about how I felt on my first call with you, or maybe it was a second call. I don't remember, but just feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was really scared about it. I was like considering asking people for help, like financially or whatever. And And also like, it's very different. It's a very different way of thinking than I grew up with as far as diet culture. Anyways, so I was really scared to do it, but I did. And I felt like, I felt like I changed a lot very quickly, like super early on. And I remember actually, I think I did like an Instagram live or something like pretty, maybe like a month after, Mm -hmm. um, I remember going to, I think the, I started the program and then I went to one of my friends bachelorette weekends and it was like pretty soon after. So like you, you were talking earlier about social gatherings and stuff like that. I, I have plenty of social gatherings to go to. So that was just the first one. And so that was, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I was, it was my first exposure to it to the program, opening up about things with an amazing group of women. I mean, that's kind of like a summary of so far. Yeah. And just kind of putting this out, guys, like I recognize not not everybody's ready at the right time. And just because you say no, it doesn't mean that it's a no forever. Like sometimes it's just a not right now. And that's okay. Like you and I first spoke, like it was Thanksgiving, I think 2020 or 2019. I was still living in Mexico and you didn't join the program until May, 2022. Mm-hmm. So like just knowing guys, like it's okay. Like sometimes we all just have to have our own journeys. And then when you're ready, you dove in with both feet. And I would just love, like, what was it about that first experience? I think it was a bachelorette party again, right? You've had so many since <laughs> in the past year. What was it about that experience that was different when like being part of the program, why was it different? Why did it stand out? Let's see. I think, well, for one, I've never paid for a program, like for a food program or a body. Like I've never put money towards that, at least myself, my money. I've done Weight Watchers before, didn't pay for that. 
so I think that there is something to be said about, like I was choosing, I, I was like, I'm investing in myself. And what, what the reason why I also wanted to mention this, I did not want to wake up and everyone's on another, a different journey, like no disrespect at all, but I didn't want to wake up in 20 years and like 20 years down the road and still have these issues. I was, I was done with it. Like I was, I was just completely done. I didn't want to feel this way. And that was a big deal. Like that, I think that was the reason I started because of like sort of fear of the future of fear of staying the same. And I think fear is, can be dangerous, but I also think there's a healthy sense of fear and an awareness of life. I was talking to my friends about like intuition and fear. And sometimes you have an intuition or or you're scared of something and it's actually you should go with your gut. Like you should actually not do that thing because of a certain fear. That's kind of another topic, but I didn't want to wake up and, and have these struggles. And so I, think- I also just putting it out there. I remember so clearly one of the other massive motivators for you was you wanted to be a good role model to future children. Like you were, I think babysitting at the time or like taking care of these kids and oh. just seeing the impact like that their mother's relationship with food had on them. And mm-hmm. like, that was a huge motivator for you. Yeah, for sure. And, and that was like, definitely like we talk about our why in the program at the beginning. And I hope to be married with kids one day. And I, I don't want my, my future children to deal with the things, or at least I want it to be better. Also, I really wanted to impact my family. Um, I, I kind of framed it as my sister is going to be the aunt and my mom is going to be the future grandma and my grandma can be the future great grandma. And like, they all have so much impact on your life. And so if I can change and and they can kind of see that, then, then they can too. And so that, that was a really huge, a, a big motivator on like why I wanted to change. Yeah. So that, that was a big thing. The investment was another, just having a group, like it was for me in the past doing weight loss challenges or just diets in general, I would do like fine during the week or not even during the week, during the day. And then of course, like, it's the same story. It's, it's not even a unique story anymore, but like, and then you fall off in the, in the evening and then you forget it over the weekend and then you feel bad about it and all this stuff. And so like, I never actually made it through a diet because I would, I would fail every time I would like whatever in the evening and weekends, I think having the program to be able to bounce back, like if I did have a difficult week or if I did have a difficult vacation, when it comes to food, everything else was great, but the food stuff was, was an issue. I was able to be like, Hey guys, like I'm really struggling with this and, and there's tension in my life and I feel, and it's difficult right now, or I want to eat all this stuff and I don't know what, like whatever. I, I think the big difference was having a group backing me and like having a coach. I've never had a health coach before having, having that support, like from you guys is like amazing, but also the support of the, of the girls and the women in the group and being able to, you know, to share different things and hearing people's feedback and the coaching calls, honestly, are like, I would say like the, the main thing for me being able to, I'm a verbal processor. So just talking through things and being able to message throughout the, I mean, I've been on a couple of bachelorette weekends in the last year. (laughs) And so just being able to message you guys and, 
and like share if something is going great or if something is not going great, setting an intention and following through. I kind of realized too that I didn't do that. I didn't do that about my to myself. I pride myself. I I stick to my word. If I'm going to tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. I was also raised that way, but not for myself, right? That was the only thing. We were talking just on the coaching call, like like about self-advocacy. And that's a huge thing that I feel like I have been able to obtain because I feel like I couldn't be a self-advocate at one point. I can advocate for everyone else, but not myself. And that has changed. And I think too, everything that I'm sharing has nothing to do with like donuts or whatever food. Like it's actually, I didn't realize I wanted to come in for weight loss. I was like, if, like if Kelsey, you know, can help me. And I, if this is the way to do it intuitively, like if this is the last resort, okay, I'm here for it. But I didn't realize that it was everything else other than food. Obviously we, our podcast is called embracing the gray and in the program, there's lots of talk of just like this being a process and a journey was it hard for you to accept that uh, with a diet, like the metric is, are you sticking to it or not? And if you don't stick to it, you fail. Was it weird, like stepping into a place where there isn't a metric of like you failed? Yes. How that was that was really weird. That was, it was very uncomfortable at first, like just foods in general. Like I felt like I didn't like we didn't have goldfish too much before, like growing up. Like we just didn't have, I actually remember, um, I think it, Kelsey, maybe it was last week where I posted in the Mighty Networks and I posted my lunch and I had like whales, which are like basically goldfish. And I like had it on my plate and I had it with like my tuna sandwich or whatever it was. And I just had a memory of of when I was in, in middle school and everyone else had goldfish and I had vegetables or whatever. And I just was frustrated. And of course that would lead to wanting it so much more, but I was able to now say like, I'm an adult. I can have goldfish if I want to. I don't have to have the whole bag, but at first it was kind of weird. Like now I'm able to do that. And now I'm able to have like goldfish in the house. And I remember you talking at the beginning, Kelsey, of like, you guys might have chocolate in the house and you might like forget it's there. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, of course I'm not going to forget it's there. I know exactly where it is and, and whatever. And so I, I couldn't resonate with that. Cause I was like, I even was scared. I, I've, I've shared this too. I was even scared to live on my own because if I don't, if I don't have control with food, like how can I, I don't know, how will I eat all the snacks that I have, you know? And I just, I did feel very out of control in that way. And it was weird to like take away rules, take the the concept of failure was like Kelsey proposed a new definition of failure. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know how I feel about that at first, but just failure being like just data, it's just information. It's just feedback so that the next time you're able to improve. And I didn't view it that way. It was always, everything was attached to identity. And I think that's a big a big thing like body image and identity or food. And I'm, I overeat. I, you know, I, I never identified as like a binge eater or anything like that, but I just identified as an emotional eater and, and all of that. And that's what I personally struggled with. And I've never had an eating disorder or anything like that, but it definitely overate. And so taking away those rules was very weird at first, you know, like Kelsey mentioned, like have a nonstop food in your house. And I'm like, okay, like at first, but honestly, it was just a big process of like, 
what I can have this now. Like I still have, I think I have frozen over, frozen over Oreo ice cream that like I need to throw away now. And it's just like, that's so weird. <laughs> That's so fun though. It's so weird for me. Like, and I, I love it. Like for me, even, I know this is a super recent one, but could you talk about like the failure is feedback type thing? Like even with just saying you were visiting your parents over the weekend, right? Yeah. And I really appreciate, appreciate Becca that you are somebody who writes everything out like we have a place in the group that says safe space. And like, you're able to say, I fell back into some old eating patterns or whatever else. And yeah. because you did that, because you were able to be honest and it doesn't mean you fail and it doesn't mean you're never going to figure this thing out. And it doesn't mean that this isn't going to work. It was just like, okay, Hey guys, like, by the way, this happened, like I'm writing this out. So I'm have this accountability, but then you yeah. were just back at your parents' house this weekend. Can you talk about like, what were some of the things that happened in between. Yeah, sure. So one thing is I am super close with my family. We have so much fun together. It's a, it's a great, I love my family and there's, there's a good amount of us. There's six of us. And so growing up in an environment where there, there are like four kids, even if there's not actual food scarcity, like actually you, you have that mentality of like, if you don't eat that, then your brother's going to eat that. Or like, if you don't save that, then someone else is going to eat that. Are you going to put your name on that? Like, I'm sure with a lot of big families that happens. And so, and then you like mimic behaviors of other people and then you just continue to be in the same habits or whatever. So I feel like when I was going back to my parents' house, I was feeling emotional about something. And in that environment, it's very easy for me to emotionally eat right? Like, because that is so, I'm so used to that. And I didn't, I mean, in the program, another thing that I've learned is food being a source of comfort. I think you guys talked about it in the last podcast too, but food being a source of comfort is fine. But the only problem is when it's your only source of comfort, then you actually don't have tools to emotionally reg regulate. And then you're kind of stuck and eating. <laughs> well, I added that last part, but <laughs> just eating. <laughs> stuck and eating. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I think I was kind of resorting back to, I was upset about something and resorting back to just emotional eating. And I was like, this is so frustrating. I've gone through this program and I feel like a changed person, but like I'm doing, I'm, I'm emotionally eating right now. Like why? Like what? And I was confused and frustrated. And I was like, oh gosh, am I slipping back into old ways? And so, but then I had the group. So then I like talked about it a little bit. And then this past weekend, I guess in between, in between the, the weekends, I went on the coaching call and talked about it a little bit. And I basically, I shared that I did have a difficult time with emotional eating, but like now, now I know better. Now I know actually what what is the trigger or what can I do differently to not emotionally eat? I think the first step for me is just being accountable. Like I said earlier, if I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do something like I'm going to show up here. Right. So I'm, I'm going to show up. So because I told you guys that I had a hard time and next time will be better. Like it was, it was better. Um, and so this past weekend was a beautiful experience. Um, my sister's fiance went to Portugal and um, he brought back all these different chocolates from like Portugal and England and like whatever, all these different things. And it was just like such 
an amazing experience. No, I didn't like track my calories or anything like that. I was very present. I probably ate more than I would have in another, and maybe another environment or whatever, but it wasn't the same at all because, because why was I eating it? I was eating it to have a beautiful experience with my family. And that was just like such a beautiful thing. And we had chocolate all weekend. (laughs) It was great. And then yesterday, I think, yeah, I guess it was yesterday. I was feeling like your emotions go up and down all the time. And I, when I was listening to the emotional regulation one, I really related to it a lot because I mean, everyone relates to emotional regulation and struggling and everything. So I was emotional about something and frustrated and I wanted to go have an ice cream bar. And I was like, wait, but we just had chocolate during the day. And I know I really don't want it. I just, I just want it because it is comforting or whatever. And I'm bored. I don't even know. I don't remember what it was, but I decided instead, since I have more tools and not just ice cream or whatever to go for a walk. So we like, we walked and we walked to the pool and did night swimming and whatever. And like, it was such a beautiful experience. And so I think the big, a big thing that I vocalized or verbally processed, if you will, with Kelsey and, and, and on the coaching call was that like, I actually have tools. I actually know better. I actually can, I can be like the the growing person that I am in any context. And it's up to me. No one is, I remember Victoria, you were talking like a while ago in the podcast, like no one is putting the food in your mouth. Like you are the one. And so because I have changed in all these ways, I'm able to have a higher self-awareness to be able to like tackle the different things I need to, to feel connected to family, to have beautiful experiences and like to move on. And that was the biggest thing too, from the weekend before was like the next day in the past, if I like overrate over the weekend, I would be like, okay, so I need to figure out when I'm going to work out. Like I probably should delay my breakfast to 11 because that makes sense, you know, uh, whatever, not really. And then I would be hungry throughout the day. And then it would just like, not be a good day. And then I would get frustrated. And the next day I'm like, oh, well, great. I ate very late at night. So maybe I should delay the breakfast again. Like, so it just doesn't actually make sense, but it makes sense in your mind because everyone tells you it does. But, um, what I did was I had breakfast the next day, like at a normal time, I wasn't even that hungry, but we talk about the why and having breakfast, like, why are you eating? When are you eating? How are you eating? And so I had a normal size breakfast because to prove to myself, actually, I, I literally thought this, I'm proving to myself that just because I overate over the weekend, doesn't mean I don't deserve breakfast. doesn't mean I don't deserve toast with eggs. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, so the only reason I did that was because of that, not even because I was super hungry for it or wanted it. And so that the, the bounce back or like the rebound, I guess bouncing back mm-hmm. yeah, is, is so much quicker, so oh much gosh. quicker than in the past. I will say this just as another like comment, like the biggest thing I realized, cause you, you popped on the coaching call the day after that kind of like, kind of slipping back into old behaviors and you wrote out a whole question. You had it there and just wanted to talk through it and verbally process, which was amazing, but you recognized your, and took ownership that no one else is going to do this work for you, that it is your responsibility, but you did it with compassion and grace you did it without beating yourself up and being like, what the hell is wrong with you, Becca? Why, you know better. What's, why did you do this? Like, it wasn't anything like that. You were just like, 
hey, I'm looking at this objectively just so I know like what I can do better in the future. And you took the time and you're like, I also just really want to talk about my progress and talk about the wins and talk about the things that I did do well. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That was actually huge. I think I, I, I forgot about that. So thank you for reminding me. I, I think, I think it was Friday. I've been, I've been wanting to like with be more consistent with my workouts and intending to be more consistent. And so, and also on top of that, I'm like, have some fitness goals again. I can't do a pull-up currently, but I'm working on it to be able to do a pull-up again in a healthy way and a manageable way and all of that. So I like, I have a lot of fitness goals right now. And one of them is trying to run a mile per week, like one mile a week. Um, and so I, on Friday, I like really wanted to do that, but I didn't really want to run the mile. And I'm like, wait, but why am I doing this? Like the mile has been a difficult thing in the past for me. And like, yeah, I want to be able to run a mile, but like in that moment, I really didn't. So I didn't know what to do about it. I decided to just like run five minutes or whatever and, and see how I felt (laughs) in the, like the week before I ran five minutes and then I ran a mile and it was great and it felt great. And I had thoughts like, if a mile can be hard, then a mile can be easy. So then if it's just your mindset, then like how much of an impact does that really have on the treadmill, like on actually running? So that was like such a light enlightening moment. And I was empowered and I was listening to music and it's feeling amazing. And then the next week I was running five minutes and was struggling. I was like, you know what? I don't need to do that. So I did a full body workout after that. And I felt amazing and I felt accomplished and my intentions were like, the same. And I was able to do it. I also focus on those, like that progress, I guess. What I love about that. It kind of reminds me of like when we were talking about the food tracking Victoria and like weighing something, but not having that it had to always be exact, like to the gram and recognizing the intention behind things. And for you, Becca, like, obviously the goal was to run a mile, but here's the problem people get into this all or nothing mentality. Well, if I don't run a mile, then I, and I can't do it, then what's the point of doing it at all? And we speak so much in the group about all or something. And like for you to just show up and that like, I am going to do at least five minutes. If I want to do more awesome, if not, I at least did that bare minimum, that bar that I have set for myself And you were able to do other things and to still feel proud of yourself because something is better than nothing. Yeah. I love that. And being able to recognize it being like, people don't realize this, but like being able to recognize your progress, it's the most effective form of human motivation, being able to look back and feel proud of those small things, even if it wasn't perfect, even if it wasn't exactly how you imagined it. Like that is what's going to keep you going and keep you staying consistent. I know we've got to go ahead. I was like, that kind of reminded me of something, something that um, I feel like only in the last couple of months have I been able, like at the beginning of the program, you mentioned Kelsey, like to put weight loss on the shelf. And that was very hard for me. So I'm like, that's the main thing. Like, don't you understand? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but like, like that was the main thing for me. And so putting on the shelf was really hard. And also the scale was, I was obsessively like weighing myself and it, the number absolutely affected the day 100%. If it went down, I'll be like, oh yeah, you're doing good. Like you deserve everything today. And then it went up and then 
like, oh, I feel terrible about myself. So I really had to let go of the scale and all of that. And then I started to feel like an unawareness of like my body. And that was kind of freaky. Cause I was like, I don't know how much I'm gaining or losing. Like I struggled with body checking a lot and all, all those types of things. And so only in the last, I, I definitely wanted to make sure to bring this up because in the last couple of months, only now I'm able to take weight loss or fat loss off the shelf because I've done all of the, or not all of it, but a lot of inner work and under the surface and emotional regulation, all these things, because I was attaching so much meaning behind like tracking and meaning behind weight. And, and yeah, I did have experiences where I had like a doc, I, I think I was 10 or 12 and a doctor was like, so Rebecca, you know, your weight is showing that you're heading towards the obese lifestyle. And I was like, really upset about that. And that definitely stuck with me for a long time. And she really scared me. And so like, I've always attached identity or like meaning behind the number. And so because I've been able to do the, this thing, thanks to you guys and the program, I am now able to not attach meaning to the number on the scale. So I'm actually able to weigh myself, which is shocking and not have emotions surrounding it. Or even like tracking food, even I've, I've done that. And I've literally been able to see it as data. And I've never been able to see it that way before. It's so exciting. And I know it's been a bit of an experiment that we've been working through, but man, to, to just see, to see the progress you've had and to continue to not have that kind of emotional attachment. I know this was something, and I definitely want Victoria's thoughts on this real quick, like, cause you were somebody who was measuring her weight on a daily basis. And it was an important thing for you to have as data. How has the journey been for you, Victoria, and, and, and how you're seeing with Becca now? Yeah, I think I'm like, we need a part two to this because we could- I think so go, too. <laughs> like, I think we're going to do a part two just for you guys' awareness. But I think Becca, you hit exactly what I was thinking as far as like the unawareness and almost feeling like detached. Like, so you're doing all the eating that, you, you know, you're eating regularly, you're moving consistently, but you're not really sure what- like number wise, what that's doing to your body. Exactly. And so yeah. I was in a place where, you know, I went from tracking obsessively, always weighing myself in high school, Olympic weightlifting to then learning about intuitive eating and going like into treatment. And you're not even allowed to see your weight. I threw away all my scales and I was in that place. But then I also felt so disconnected that I didn't really have a metric or anything to fall into. Like what, what, if I do eat this, or if I do eat at this time, like, what is my body doing? And I think that that was honestly more empowering when I was able to see like, oh, if I eat at 5 PM, my weight's going to probably be the same the next day. If I eat at 8 PM, like even just one hour, I'm going to have like, my weight is going to go up. Becca, we've talked about this, like soup, it usually has more sodium than a regular, you know, something else. And so it's like, I know now that those things are naturally going to go up or down, whatever the situation is. And there is that just level of like awareness and comfort, I think in that. Um, and so it just makes it easier to, to not be so attached to the number and just say, yeah, it is data move on. And, you know, and then you kind of play a game. You're like, okay, I'm going to eat at a little bit later and see what happens. Just, just to see and to prove to yourself that it that is, is really true. Yeah. 
Oh, I yeah, love yeah. it. I do say let's set up and let's plan a part two, because if yes. you're able, Becca, like I'd love to hear more, especially about this second part of your journey that you're in right now, because it is different than the first, but mm-hmm. it has been so fun to like, just even just hear a little bit so much about how you've used the support system and the accountability and like the guidance and like that you've gotten in the group, the tools that you've gotten in the group. So thank you for being our first guest so far. (laughs) Thank you. We love you lots. And yeah, I think it will be cool to kind of go into the, this new sector and then like how you've been embracing the gray because you've been working freaking hard on that. So we appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. So I'm grateful. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a great week. And we will also link the previous episode we were referring to regarding disorder. Is it disordered tracking so that you guys can kind of follow along? Oh, and just real quick, guys, if you do want to learn more about the coaching program, Rediscover You Free, just set up a free breakthrough breakthrough call with me. The link will be down below, or you could go to www.rediscoveryoufree.com slash call. Would love to have a chat with you. All right. We'll talk to you later.